All right, welcome into another edition of Stuck in Misery. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined today by a good friend of the show. He's Fox 35 producer, the pride of Valrico, Florida, Eric Hoybush. Eric, the Masters is upon us. How are you doing today, my man? It's awesome. It's Thursday, Masters week. It's 11 a.m. I have a beer in hand. I'm ready to party. I'm ready to go. I still have a... Uh, a few hours until I can do that, Eric. But when we used to work together, TV station in Florida, we used to write master's columns together, joint columns with other colleagues of ours. So I thought this would be a proper reunion to have you on. And this is your very first podcast. So I'm really excited for today's show. I'm ready to have some fun, just like old times. So Eric, I, you know, I found this out. Did you know that Tiger Woods is not playing in the masters? This was news to me. Oh, what? I would have thought that he would be, you know, first at the course. I thought he'd be, is it too soon to say speeding to get there? Ooh, sorry, Tiger. <laughs> sorry. I will say this. I am bummed Tiger's not there. Yeah. Obviously, the 2019 winner. And it's interesting that that crash report came out just yesterday where he's going in excess of 80 miles per hour in a 45-mile-per-hour zone. So no Tiger in this year's Masters, but – you got a lot of great storylines to look forward to. And I think where it starts is whether Dustin Johnson can repeat and become the first repeat winner dating back to when Tiger Woods did it in the early 2000s. So I think that's where you start. He comes in as the favorite in this tournament. And remember, Johnson was also one stroke away from beating Woods in that 2019 historic performance that Woods had to win his first major in more than a decade. So I think that's really where the discussion starts is can DJ repeat as Masters tournament champion? And that's really a tall task to ask of him. Oh, really? Well, first things first, once again, shout out to Tiger because he's the man. I remember in 2019, someone who works weekends, Sunday, we were all no work being done. We're all glued to the TV watching him. And it was such an awesome thing oh, yeah. to see. And the only, the only way it could have been better is if he sank that last putt. You saw him kind of wind up. He was ready for that, you know, classic Tiger roar almost. But, uh, I mean, if any year is – if anyone's going to repeat, it's got to be this year. Because, I mean, he won – it was just not even – it's not like it was last April. It was only a couple months ago, like five months ago or something like that. So you think that if anyone's going to repeat, it's going to be, honestly, probably this year. It would be a great chance for Dustin. And he's been crushing it out there too. I do think that the course is favorable to his skill set. And we'll get into some of the other favorites, but that's the reason why I don't like Bryson DeChambeau's chances because the Greens play really fast at Augusta National. And so let me get into some stats I found about Bryson. So he's hitting fewer than 60% of the fairways off the tee which can cause plenty of trouble at Augusta. And so this was evident in DeChambeau's last start at the Masters where he finished 34th. DeChambeau has never finished better than 29th at Augusta. So I know he's always considered a favorite and he's one of the best golfers that there is. But I tell you what too, Eric, I don't know if you saw his warm-up swinging. He swings the club so hard. Like I'm going to throw my back out just watching replays of him swing his driver it's unbelievable now i heard this somewhere and you have to you have to tell me if this is common knowledge or if this is just folklore but i heard that he just goes out there with like you know a bucket and just goes 
off the team before he even watches the, the the before he even watches the first drive land. He's already reteeing, smacking another one over and over again. And now I heard this too that he straight up just passed out one time. He's just out there huffing and puffing. <laughs> He couldn't even get enough oxygen to his brain. He's just slamming those things. You heard it here on the Stuck in Misery podcast, so it has to be true. Exactly. I heard on the internet. Facts. Eight of the last 10 Masters winners have entered the week with odds of 16 to 1 or higher. So this is not a tournament that traditionally goes according to chalk, but are any of the favorites, is there someone that you like, a, a golfer, to actually win the Masters in 2021? I mean, easy to pick dj because like we said i mean if anyone's gonna win it i think it definitely has to be someone that has gone there especially after such a weird year it's gotta be someone who's gone out there and done it before so i'd have to imagine it's one of those top guys that have already claimed a green jacket and are ready to get their next one i could see jt getting in the mix kind of my underdog favorite pick was john rom and i think you set up the storyline naturally his wife just gave birth to their first child this past weekend. He got to Augusta on Wednesday, which is later than most golfers arrive for the opening round of the tournament. But just what a natural storyline that that would be. John Rahm goes on to win the Masters as a new father. I'm envisioning the storylines. And when we're watching on Sunday afternoon with Jim Nance announcing how fired up he would be. But that's a storyline I could see that playing out this weekend. That'd be awesome. I mean, it already sounds like, you know, it's a typical sports story. It's already written for him. You just got to go through with it. Not just that, but one of the other favorite golfers, Brooks Kepka, is beat up, Eric, and he is coming off knee surgery just a few weeks ago. And this reminds me of the hockey injuries we see a lot of the times of, oh, it's a lower body injury or, oh, it's an upper body injury. We have no idea the severity. And Kepka told, there was some media member he told where he says he's going to plot out the flattest line to walk at Augusta to minimize the toll that it takes on his knees. He's only 30 years old coming off a knee surgery where, again, we don't even know the severity of what the knee injury was. I'm staying away from any kind of Brooks Kepka wager. As much as I like watching Brooks, it's just a tall task to ask of him to be able to perform at that high of a level coming off knee surgery. I think if there's any sport, I mean, there's a lot of sports where you can battle through injuries, right? And you can play hurt and still be effective. But a lot of those sports are team sports where you have your buddies, your, you know, your comrades to rely on. I think golf is back there that, you know, you've got these problems and you're, if he's already thinking about the flattest line, he can walk around the course. You got to imagine that it's going to be a tough day and a tough week for him. Well, back when we would write our master's columns and the reasons why I had always like writing about them is initially when I would write them with you, Justin Nunez, a lot of Saavedra, they were all colleagues of ours. Initially, when I pitched the idea, they said, Mark, we don't know anything about golf. And I said, that's exactly why I want to talk about it. We can do our research. We can educate ourselves. But I hear something like that. Kepka only 30 years old talking about that. That was always kind of my argument with Tiger Woods had to win a master's sooner rather than later because the oldest someone's ever been to actually win a Masters, I believe is 46 years old. So it was a matter of if it's going to happen for Tiger, it's got to happen sooner rather than later. This is a young man's game. I know that you can play well on in your twilight years, but if you're really going to compete to actually win, 
you have to be under that mid 40s threshold. And so when I hear something that about Brooks and he's only 30 years old, I hope he can return to form because when he's right, he's one of the best golfers on the planet. Yeah, you just hate to see that that's what's keeping someone back. You know, you want to see everyone out there just battling it out at their best level, too. You don't want to, you know, excuse him for being hurt, but you don't want to, uh, you want to see real good battles. And it just sucks when something like that is hampering someone from really performing their best. Are you buying into the Jordan Speed hype at all coming into this weekend? Well, you know, I, again, a weird year. It's not likely that. How often do you? someone go back-to-back wins at tourneys i mean it's just one of those years though where literally you know anything is on the table now anything can really happen i think that's really probably in these guys minds too like you know why can't i do it after this whole year of covid and and a pushed back masters now things are starting to finally get back into the into the realm of normalcy but i mean i feel like with jordan spieth and i remember when he won his masters he won masters what year was that we're going to put IT on this, Eric, while you continue your point. But go, go ahead and continue. We'll get IT well, on I mean, it. I mean, when Jordan Spieth won, the hype was huge, right? I mean, everyone was on was buying – the end was buying Jordan Spieth's stock. But it seems like that – I mean, he kind of – especially as a casual observer, you just don't hear his name as much. And I was happy to hear that he did well You know, last week. He, he got that win. But I feel like uh, maybe that's what he kind of needed to get that confidence back and kind of maybe a little bit of swagger back out there. And now that he's back somewhere where he's won before, again, I feel like that's the biggest thing this year is these confidence for these guys. You know, if they've gone out there and they've done it before, that experience is like priceless. What it was is he won in 2015. And then I believe it was the year after where he came up just short. And I believe he placed second the following year at the masters. Now I do think Augusta is a course that plays to his skill sets favorably, which again is why I don't like DeChambeau in this tournament, just because he's kind of more of a grip and rip golfer. And I do think that when Spieth was on the come up, when he was in his young twenties, when he, when he won the masters for the first time in 2015, it was like, all right, this is the guy, this is the guy who's going to kind of take that, take that baton from Tiger Woods and he hasn't quite been the same since, but he's still only 27. So it's not like he's in the twilight of his career. I would love to see him find his form again to become one of the, the contenders to actually win this tournament. If we go into Sunday and Jordan Spieth is in the mix, I think that's only going to be a good thing for just the overall popularity of the Masters tournament, especially considering that Woods isn't playing. I think you really have a good point there. Because I mean, again, casual, casual golf fan, how many standout stars are there in the PGA anymore? How many, you know, faces? How many of these guys are dating Taylor Swift? You know what I mean? What happened? <laughs> RIP. Was that Roy McIlroy? Was he dating Taylor Swift? You know, it's just there's it's, they they need they need superstars. I mean, you have your classic, you know, people that are into golf because their parents are into golf. But nowadays, I mean, it's really becoming less and less appealing for people who have never played or played before i feel like most people that watch it are people that played and i mean they're they're outliers like myself who just watch because i just think it's fun especially big tournaments like this just to be sitting back on the couch on a weekend watching golf but i think they really need for for the brand more than anything they need someone like you like you said jordan i mean dj is kind of starting to crush it and i know he's got a lot of fans my one buddy at work loves dustin but I think they could really use a new face to that that 
that league, the tour, because like you said, Tiger, hopefully, man, that sucks what happened to him. All jokes aside, no, it's, it's terrible to think that, you know, this guy, probably the greatest, I mean, the, the, the greatest of our generation is could, could be done. You can never play again, but I think. No, no, come on, Eric. He's going to be back in 2022 and that's just going to make things all that much better once we're fully back to normal and everyone's vaccinated and what have you. But it's like, even if you look at the top, it's hard to forecast because there's likely going to be someone like, say, uh, a Webb Simpson or a Cameron Smith or Daniel Berger, someone that we're not really, Jason Day, someone we're not talking about who goes on to win this tournament. In all likelihood, that is more likely to happen than any of the favorites we've already talked about at this point. And so, but that's what makes it all the more intriguing is who can emerge after first two days and everything. But Saturday, I think, is when things really get interesting because you have a pretty good idea going into Saturday. And then once Saturday wraps up, I always like seeing, you know, whoever shot the lowest score tees off the latest as we get into Master Sunday. And I tell you what, too, like, you know, I've got my snacks ready, Eric. I've got my snacks, my drinks, my TV's ready to go. And it's just like, can, cannot wait to take a nap listening to Jim Nance just announce this tournament, someone who probably has the best, one of the best jobs in all of the broadcast industry. Dude, Jim Nance is the man. I mean, it's it, from everything he does, you know, of course golf, but you got to love him with Tony. Let's get Tony out there too. Why not? Tony, okay. let's get him on this man. You know what I mean? You yeah, like make him earn his salary. Make him earn you know, his salary. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, that's the best part. Like you said, one of the, is it really Masters weekend if you're not sleeping on the couch with beer in hand at 2 p.m. on a Friday? You know, that's the best. <laughs> I personally have to work weekend, so I got to get that out of my system now. That's why I'm crushing it now. So but, you, um, get, you get the front end, I'll take the back end here because I know exactly. you're off the next two days. Yeah. Well, that's a good team. Good team effort there, but we'll tag team it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like golf is just, like I said, it's it's. I think especially as you get older, you get to appreciate it more. You know, I didn't appreciate it as much when I was younger, but now it's just fun just sitting there watching those guys kind of. And I think the best part about it is kind of the mental warfare that these guys kind of play with them. I mean, it's just themselves, right? They're just trying to beat the course. I know you're, you're technically playing against the field, but at the same time, you're not really competing against them as much as you're just trying to conquer your own mental battles. And I think that's just fun. It's just fun watching these guys rally and see who really has the the fortitude mentally to uh, take it all home. I can't wait to see what Patrick Reed does. The 2018 champ was tied for 10th during last year's Masters in November. Now, the quote that always cracked me up with him, I forget which late night show he went on, Eric, but he said something along the lines of, in, in one of the interviews, they're asking about, you know, what's it like to actually don the green jacket and put it on? And he says, and I'm paraphrasing here is, but he said, it feels great to win my first green jacket as if he expects to win it again. I love the bravado. I love the cockiness. I love just the swagger that he brings. And it's just like, this guy's a little bit different if he's, if he's saying something like that. My first green jacket. I love that, Eric. You need more of that in golf, right? Isn't that fun? It's, I mean, even it, even if you don't like it, you know, it's good to have someone. I think it's good for the sport to have people you hate to have almost like like a heels in wrestling, right? I think, but um, you gotta you gotta respect it. You know, the swagger, gotta wear it everywhere to the basketball games. Well, it's like know. I had never I had never heard of him before that 2018 tournament when he finally <laughs> won. I'd never even heard of him before. It's like who's this well, guy? Same. 
became an instant instant star with the like you said with his comments, his swagger around going to the sporting events. I mean, I think you and I would both agree if we won that jacket, I'd be wearing that everywhere. It doesn't matter where I'm going. I would never take it off. Oh, God. for At least for the year. You know, it might be a little weird after the next one when someone else wins one, but I'd be wearing that everywhere I go. Starbucks, grocery store, <laughs> walking the dog. Even if I, I literally would wear it, no shirt, boxers, walking the dog, 4 a.m., I got it on. Eric, I think that'd be a good look for you throughout the Orlando area. I really do. <laughs> that'd be true Florida, man. I'm the, I'm the Florida man of golf. <laughs> One of the other natural storylines, whether Rory McIlroy can complete the career grand slam. He's won every other major except for the master. So if this could be the year he puts it all together, I know he's had six top 10 finishes since 2014. So he always plays well hasn't quite won the tournament again to complete that career grand slam. But Eric, as we start to wrap up here on stuck in misery, $11.5 million for the winner as well. So nice little pool for whoever can win this tournament, but it's always fun talking with you, my man. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, I think you said it first, man. And like we were just talking about eleven and a half million is cool, especially for someone like myself who makes nowhere near that kind of money, probably won't in my lifetime. Won't even be able to look at it, but let me correct you. Core, you don't make eleven and a half million yet, Eric Hoy Bush. That's right. That's right. Me and you, we'll, we'll go to the moon like Dogecoin. But uh, I think uh, you and I both agree that the money is awesome. It would be sick to have. A lot of stuff I can buy. A lot of Wendy's I can eat. But uh, the glory is what it's all about, right? I mean, you can't beat that. Money is just this lifetime, but the green jacket mark is forever. Do you have any plans to actually watch the tournament? You're just going to be watching at your place. Have any friends over or anything yeah. like that? Or nope, me and my little pup. I'm a little dog dad now. I feel like I'm a full time parent. And me and her are just going to sit back on the couch. We're going to go play some some disc golf in a second. But all right, gonna... well, you and you and the dog bark. You got your little heater pack. You've got all of the you know. I I'd imagine the the Hoybush household has you know a nice chip spread, maybe some cheese and crackers. I, I, this is what I'm envisioning. We're a salsa household. We love our salsa. Perfect. Perfect. Eric, you're the best. Always good talking with you. We'll have to have you back on the pod and get everyone else on. But for Fox 35 producer in the pride of Valrico, Florida, Eric Hoybush, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening to Stuck in Misery. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Take care. So long, everyone, and enjoy Masters Weekend.